a lot of times I would run so fast because I thought I had to be somewhere at a certain time and that it was on my time that I had to be there. But life has a way of telling you, no, sometimes it's on its own lifetime. But you can move as fast as you want, but you're going to miss some things if you don't slow down and appreciate it. And so every single day, that's one of the biggest major things that I've learned that I still struggle with it because I, I still yeah. want to move fast, but I have to appreciate the moment that I am. I had a thing that I say, it's like the greatest thing about being present in the moment to tell your story is knowing that there's more to write. You don't take a book in your life and just skip the pages. <laughs> you got to read every page to get the full context. So that's where I am. That's the biggest thing that, that I've learned as I've gone forward is to read each page and to savor the words that are there, the, the reason why they're there. Because if you skip something, you may miss the whole bigger picture. Welcome to the Unlearn Podcast where host Barry O'Reilly seeks to synthesize the superpowers of extraordinary individuals to think big, start small, and learn fast. Here's your host, Barry O'Reilly. Welcome to the Unlearn Podcast. On this show, I'm delighted to be joined by Ray Leonard Jr., a co-founder with me at Nobody Studios and CEO of one of our most exciting companies, Ovation. Now, Ray needs a little introduction. Many people will remember him from the iconic 7-Up commercial in the 70s with his father, which captured the hearts of millions. Yet, Ray is a two-sport divisional collegiate athlete, set up his own sports agency, sold it, and went on to become one of the great coaches, mentors, and trainers for others looking to try and build businesses. He's dedicated his life to helping others through his commitment to get better every day. He's an active supporter of many causes, he's coaching and mentoring, always brings his energy and excitement to any setting. In fact, it was that energy that led him into the world of motivational speaking, where he's one of the most in-demand speakers throughout the globe. It's been an honor to work with Ray over the last couple of years, both in building Nobody Studios and the fantastic company Ovations. But before we dive into what we're doing today, let's hear a little more about how it got started for Ray on his own journey. My life has been a culmination of learning experiences and where I am right now with Nobody Studios and with Ovations is kind of the crowning jewel for all that I've gone through. To look back for me being born to two teenage parents, my mother was 15, my father was 16, born into poverty, and then all of a sudden being thrust into the world of celebrity and having your whole life lived in front of everybody with cameras and all those type of things, and learning very quickly of how to associate with people of all different cultures, backgrounds, socioeconomic levels. It was, you know, such an amazing uh, journey, good and bad, you know, because a lot of times we, uh, you know, take for granted the lessons that we learn when the bad things happen. So. The amazing thing about it was traveling around, getting to meet different people from different backgrounds. That kind of transformed my whole life and my thinking on every single thing. So I got to learn not only about how to be a business person, how to be a good-hearted man, how to be a better friend, but also how to appreciate the diversity in the world and others. Yeah, and it actually really stands out when you meet your Ray. You're one of these people that 
I see, and even myself, just naturally warm to you, right? You've got this great demeanor. You're very open. you very humble person as well and share your story to really help other people is what I constantly see. What were some of those little moments? What were the little things that you saw along the way or the lessons you learned to help you sort of build that demeanor in yourself? Because you do care about people deeply, no matter who they are, whether, as you say, you've met the Queen of England and you've met like people who are struggling on the street. And yet I don't see you treat anyone differently. It's fascinating to sort of have created that in yourself. One of the biggest moments was early on in my life. I talk about it all the time because my grandfather was a sharecropper. You know, he raised my father's father. He raised, you know, seven kids on sixth grade education. Then he became a manager of a grocery store when, you know, brown people weren't allowed to manage grocery stores. But because he was a humble man, and he, he just put his head down and worked. He always told me, he said, don't get too high on yourself because it can be taken away in a moment. Notice. And I always stuck back in my heart to understand that. And he said, when you know better, you do better. And so that was always a constant progression. So to always be humble, to know that success can be temporary, and <laughs> it can be taken away from you. And if you yeah. put it out there to a certain point and you think that you're better than someone else because you have that certain level of success, you can be humbled really quickly. And so when you always have that thought process that you're always striving to be better every day, there's always a North Star that you're going towards. When he told me that, I, I was about seven years old and we're sitting in the kitchen. We had just done the 7-Up commercial that people know me for. And I had a little bit of money in my bank account. So I was like, oh, right. yeah, you know, it's gonna, you know, hey, grandpa, what do you want? I can go buy you something. And he was like, no. You know, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to think. And I said, oh, okay, whatever. I went back to my stories, but then years, <laughs> and years later, yeah, so years later, it started to make more sense to me of what he was trying to tell me. We were in the kitchen stirring the beans. It was the reason why he kept making me stir the beans because it made me slow down and pay attention to the small things that matter. So that was kind of the first moment that knew I wanted to be an independent person and be a leader to help others. So lucky to have such great role models and people around you pushing those values into you from an early age. We often forget how lucky we are to have grandparents, parents, whoever those people are, mentors, guiders, who are looking out for us, even when we know we're not listening half the time. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because everybody's like, who is your role model? Because no, your dad's an Olympic gold medalist, a six-time world champion. And I was like, oh, my grandfather, who was a sharecropper and had a sixth grade education, yeah. that was my my robot. Right on. Yeah. No, amazing. You in your own right, Ray, have done phenomenal things yourself. You're a fantastic athlete in high school, had the opportunities to start your own sports management business, grew that successfully, exited at a very early age yourself. You went on on your own path to like really carve it out for yourself and see great success, which is fantastic. And even today, which we'll talk about a bit later, starting this business in Nobody Studios, Ovations, which is fabulous even in itself. What gave you sort of the courage then to sort of put yourself out there in many ways and plow your own path about what you wanted to achieve? I guess it was naivete or ignorance on my part that I never believed that I should be in anybody's shadow. <laughs> you know, and the Whitney Houston song, <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. be in anybody's shadow. <laughs> that was kind of my thought process. and. Even with my successes being a state champion in high school, getting two-sport division one athlete, 
it was never enough. And even when I started my sports management company, I just had a burning desire to be able to create something and know that I was worthy to build something great. Even when I exited, when I was young, I mean, because I've made so many mistakes, so many mistakes early on because I was just super stubborn. Yeah. You know, kind of knew everything. Knew everything, yeah. And I said, okay, if if I can't do it, then I'm going to will my way through it. And it became a, a situation where my grandfather told me, you get humbled, even though I had success, it didn't feel like the success when I exited that company because I knew I had so much more to give. So I had to go back and figure it out and learn. I said, if there was a financial company that purchased my sports management company, like it was nothing for pennies on a dollar because I, well, I wasn't, you know, I guess stable enough or astute enough to know what I was actually really selling for. I wanted to go find out. So that's kind of my thing is I want to know how everything works. And so I went into the financial services businesses. I went to Merrill Lynch, went to SunTrust Bank. I wanted to know how the money works. Once I found that out, I was like, oh, this is why they have so much money. And this is why they're able to offer me money for my company that I, that I built. It was another humbling time in my life. But again, it sort of strikes me is that you pair curiosity with hard work, which is also a really great formula for people to, to be aware of. Like it's easy to get lucky on something and it work out and for you to sort of smell the roses and think it's all good. But yet you ask the, the question, even when you're selling a company, like, where are they getting the money to create this opportunity for me? And how do I create the next thing to make it bigger? And pushing and challenging yourself constantly to improve. It's a psyche that people develop over time. It, interestingly, to hear your journey, because even what you're explaining, this example of uh, being an athlete and excelling in that field, getting into business and excelling in that field, and yet still asking yourself questions about how can I get better in the next area that I sort of dive into. And in many ways, that's sort of been fascinating for you, right? So talk a little bit more about or share then after you did all the banking services, then you started getting into public speaking events and starting to go share your story with the world. Tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition or what was the prompt there? Yeah, I guess because I'm on the Unlearned podcast, I, I need to give context with the roller coaster that is my life. I had the heavy highs of selling my sports management company. And then it goes down after that because it's like, okay, here I have you know, uh, a good amount of money of what I thought. And I go have hanging out and, and taking all my friends out. And then all of a sudden you understand that if you're not bringing in, <laughs> you just putting out. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, the, the balance sheet doesn't match up sometimes. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. so good. And so then you go back and then it rebuilds that whole space of wealth. When I got into the financial industry, started doing really well again. And then started doing the same thing because I didn't learn from the first time. It's like, yeah, I'm making this much money. And I was basically just chasing wealth and money and, and didn't have a purpose behind while I, while I was doing it. 2008 came, there was a market for correction. And all of a sudden it goes back down again. So I got humbled again. I never had the thought process that I couldn't rebuild, but every time you do it, it says, okay, I need to learn something from this <laughs> because I didn't learn it the first two times. So yeah. I get into the transform by myself and go back into business, start doing consulting and training. And all of a sudden, I, my, my new business partner, we were doing some government contracting stuff and 
she asked me to come speak to you know, the Navy base because I had been you know, doing some coaching for my kids and, and for her kids. And you know, she was a military veteran. So I said, I don't know why you want me to go speak. I don't do that. And that's not me. I'm not a public speaker. She said, but yeah. you, you have a, such a resonance with the kids when you talk. I said, those are kids. <laughs> I don't have anything to say with adults. But I went down to the base and I spoke. And then I guess the same thing happened because I always bring the same energy and always bring the same kind of life and honesty. I try to bring the same honesty every time oh, I speak and speak from the heart. I guess it resonated with them. And after my second time speaking at the base, they said, here, will you come out here? We'll pay you to come speak. I said, oh, that's a thing? <laughs> and I, I said, okay, this is great. I will come out there and speak. And that turned into kind of a 10-year thing where I traveled all over the world from Bahrain to Japan to Italy and London, all over speaking to the military and corporations and just basically telling my life story talking about the things of diversity that I've learned, because not only did I learn it in education at school and from you know, my studies, because I've been an avid reader ever since James Baldwin told me to make sure I, I never lose sight of, of, of reading books. You see, that's a stunt look. And it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to talk with James Baldwin and he told me that. But forever, I've always sought out education and to be able to be of service to people and that has become kind of one of the you know, biggest things and loves of my life. And so I found purpose in that, not just as a business or something that I was chasing financial dollar, but it was purpose because I saw the impact that it had on people's lives. When 2020 hit and you know, the pandemic hit and I couldn't be face to face with people, it was kind of a big blow to me again. And so that other roller coaster started to hit. But at this point, I've learned enough to say, you know what, I have to kind of restructure before it hits rock bottom and find another way to reach out to people. So luckily I was you know, able to meet you, know, you guys and Mark at the studio and find a playground of opportunity that's going to be not just creating great businesses, but businesses that affect the world and have a positive impact on people. It's fantastic to hear these twists and turns. You know, we could do a podcast on every single one of them, I'm sure. There's no, no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I are going to celebrate our 20th anniversary in, in a couple of weeks. And uh, she has so many stories. She's like, I should have left you like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming up on 10 next year. So I'll make sure I get a few tips on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and to you. The wife's never wrong. <laughs> exactly. Happy wife, happy life, as they say. Yeah, right on. Again, what strikes you know, and I'm sure as listeners even tuning into the show we're hearing, it's like your authenticity is is off the charts. You're not trying to be anybody else. You're trying to be you. As you say, you're speaking from the heart. And that resonates with people because they can they can see that you're there. You're showing up with being you. And to your, as you say, your calling cards of knowing better, doing better, you're sharing what you've learned and what you now know. And and yet also how you keep educating yourself to push the boundary of what you understand and know and feed it into what you're doing. And I think it's admirable when people sort of practice that as a behavior, as part of their being. It's a habit, if you will. It pays off. It also inspires people to go, that's something I can do. I can just, you know, to find books, to educate myself, to be curious. That doesn't cost anything, but it can return so much. 
there's a lot, a lot to be sort of learned in that general habit that you've developed in yourself and how it's bearing fruit for you on, on a constant basis. I love it. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, lessons learned in, in life, a lot of times I would run so fast because I thought I had to be somewhere at a certain time and that it was on my time that I had to be there. But life has a way of telling you, no, sometimes it's on, it's on life's time. You can move as fast as you want, but you're going to miss some things if you don't slow down and appreciate it. And so every single day, that's one of the biggest major things that I've learned that I still struggle with it because I, I still yeah. want to move fast, but I have to appreciate the moment that I am. I had a thing that I say, it's like the greatest thing about being present in the moment to tell your story is knowing that there's more to write. You don't take a book in your life and just skip the pages. <laughs> you got to read every page to get the full context. So that's where I am. That's the biggest thing that, that I've learned as, as I've gone forward is to read each page and to savor the words that are there, the, the reason why they're there. Because if you skip something, you may miss the whole bigger picture. Yeah, right on. Love it. In many ways, one of the things I'm sort of enjoying at the moment is just watching you get back into the founder entrepreneur role with this company Ovations that we're all building together, where even I think when we, we first met on some of these early calls in Nobody Studios, where we're figuring out what the studio was about and some of the companies we wanted to build. That moment where we're going through ideas we had of potential businesses piqued your curiosity again. Maybe share with the audience, what was your story, your sort of on-ramp into Nobody Studios and today now being the founder of fantastic business, Ovations? That is going to be a story that's going to go down in history of coming into the studio and coming and becoming the CEO of Ovations which was called Zoom Job, by the way, before we first started. So <laughs> when you talk about <laughs> ideation and change and how you can see something that starts from the beginning as entrepreneurs, our little motley group that we had, that everybody had successes on their own, but coming together and saying, here, we can build something special. It was like a family, or for me, it was like a football team when you first go on to your, to your team and right. you meet your new teammates. And it's like, okay. We want to win the Super Bowl, but how do, how do we get there? And then you have the coach that says, here, here's the plan. Okay, how do we figure it out? How do we execute it? I would always tell my kids, okay, here, this is your part. You, you do your job, you DYJ. So when Mark and you like, here, okay, here's this, this company's idea. I said, you know, this is really cool. And I think there is a, a void in the market for it, not, not just to be something that's going to be super transformational, but something that's going to help a lot of people to move forward. I looked at it from an educational system standpoint. I looked at it from changing how the, the speaker bureau and model works. And because in 2020, we were such a, in a virtual space, there is demand because, because our, our market has changed forever. We'll still have the oh, yeah. live. We'll still have the kind of the hybrid things. But, you know, we're not going to leave having some virtual space. It was really uncharted. So I kept asking Mark over and over again, hey, what is this company that you that you had an idea for? I think I can add value to it and take it to the next level. And so we're sitting here almost a year later, and uh, it's become an actual company. We're starting to take on revenue. We're we're building. It's like a dream to say, okay, here you start with something, and you have a team of experts that are around you, and we're all working together to make sure each one of these companies are successful. It's unheard of. Everybody checks their egos at the door and says, okay, here, what do you need? We're rolling our sleeves up. Let's get it done. 
even if you look at the backgrounds of some of us, it's like, okay, this would never happen in any other context. And so it's just amazing to see how it has come together and, you know, for ovations to actually be a reality now, it puts joy in my heart. And to, to know how the people around in the community that's growing with it is just super excited about where we're going to be. It's one of these amazing things about building products or building businesses is watching the formation process from a post-it note and a terrible name like Zuja <laughs> to suddenly, you know, like, but finding our way through, as you say, recognizing that that directionally it gave us a hint, but it's not what we wanted to be as a brand. And this notion of ovations, like creating these amazing moments that want people to stand up and clap and say, wow, that was an amazing experience that we can create virtually in minutes for like a fractions of the price. And like these are really powerful moments, as you know, from as being an accomplished speaker yourself. I think it's just fascinating then, as you say, you're down to track and we're like looking at this product online with people going on and hiring people that some people we've never even met in our life and creating right. opportunities for <laughs> them to have, you know, build their business around speaking and coaching, wh- whatever it might be. And they're very unique moments, I think, in life. Every time we build a company, I'm shocked, surprised, delighted, blown away, all, all these words at the same time, in a way. When you see this thing come to fruition and it being used in ways that you could never have anticipated, that's helping people that you might never meet, never meet them in person. And yet they're benefiting from the seed of this idea and the platform that we've all helped build together. And these are special things, I think, to be enjoyed, but to keep working on to make them better. That's such a beautiful thing to have people be able to optimize their time. Emerging people may have never been able to tell their story, but their story will affect millions. We can be that kind of conduit to have them connect and then have them connect with people that from all across the country, I mean, just like all across the world, like we are. Like, so every single day when we get up and we have meetings, uh, you're in a different place, a different country, I'm in a different country. That makes the world seem, seem smaller and, and, and more fun to be in because we're all connected in some way. At the end of the day, once we're done here, that we've made the world a little bit more connected and made a little bit more positivity in the world. That's yeah. one of the things that we're creating with the studio and the companies that we create. You know, and ovations, and, you know, we can all stand up and give a clap to, you know, to everybody for doing a great job. Looking forward then, the platform, you know, nobody studios, we're starting to build momentum, innovating not only the way that we build companies, but how people can participate in that world of venture building, being one of the first, if not the first venture studio to ever offer equity crowdfunding to the world. So giving people an opportunity to not only build wealth, but actually be part of these studios that we're going to create, which again, I think we're all super proud of. Ovations coming to fruition in the market, seeing people starting to transact on the platform, starting to grow that business. Again, massively excited. I know you've got another five or six businesses in your head that you, you want to build. People that keep coming to the studio, everyone seems to bring like at least 10 ideas <laughs> of things that they want to build. What's lighting you up? as you look ahead over the next sort of two to three years about what we're potentially going to do, what are some of the, the things that are getting you excited and jumping out of bed? I think one of the biggest things is the lives that we're going to change. It's just it's giving opportunities to people who have never had the opportunity to get involved in something like this. You know, I think about if I was able to be a small investor in Facebook or Amazon, 
back before when it was first started out, not have to be an institutional investor to be involved in it. That would have changed my life or changed the lives of not just my life, but the whole downline of people around me. And it's just insane to think about that. You know, we are on the precipice of creating something that not only connects people, but builds a, a more prosperous world. So it makes you just want to get up every single morning and, and be able to create and not worry about every single thing that distracts you, but you know, get up and dream. And because I think with the advent of so much technology that we've lost the guess wheel to dream. And I think dreams are, are what moves the world and moves our society forward. So I think we've created a, a dream box <laughs> that, that, that we can come in and create things. And so I think that is the most amazing thing that gets me up in the morning that there is a creative incubator out here. Yeah, no, right. It's a special sort of feeling. And again, just like when we think about the early days of what Ovations was and what it's become and what the studio continues to evolve into, as you say, people in pretty much nearly every continent started from a small group of people on virtually connecting you know, not actually meeting in people in person and building this company through a pandemic. With the people that are on ovation for me, and I see, uh, I see neuroscientists, I see diversity speakers, I see tech people, innovators, uh, you see health and wellness. <laughs> I mean, just people from all different backgrounds. You have, you know, people that are existential thinkers on the platform. So you have a little bit of, of everything. So, but they're all experts in and fantastic people in their own right. And so it's just like a melting pot of wonder. Yeah, well, you know, Ray, I constantly want to remind you to be proud, though, for somebody has to shepherd this, beat the drum, let people know what it's all about. And I think you've done a stellar job at that. You continue to do a stellar job at that. And it's phenomenal to have you on the show to share your story and what you, you know, the twists and turns that you've been on. And as you say, this is probably only a couple of pages in. We're only one or two chapters into this story. I think there's many more to write. And, you know, I look forward to going on that journey with you and continuing to collaborate not only on Ovations, but all the great companies we're going to build in the studio in the future. So I'm sure we'll have you back on the show again to share some more. I'm sure there's a few more mistakes we got to make and things we got to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the good thing about it is that we're learning as we go and Hopefully we don't make the same mistake over and over again, but we got enough fantastic people that says our checks and balances on that. So we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time and we're going to do something special. We've already done something special. So now excited to be here, Barry. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been such an honor and pleasure to meet you and connect with you and all the amazing people that are on our, our team. So salute. Let's do it.